Welcome to the Pied Piper Peter Pod. Pick your pick yourself some pickled peppers and and tune in here for some Peter Pod. That's the new official title. Pied Piper Peter Pod. Yeah, we're gonna start a new channel, <laughs> a new a new um, SoundCloud thing. This is what we should do. Every time we recognize that we have 200 listeners in a week, we start over. We start at square one. <laughs> we drop them all. We say, sorry, guys, we're Rebuild. going to. There's, isn't there a book that talks about building something up and then dropping the curtain? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they do that in those Buddhist temples. They build those beautiful samsara things, those beautiful tapestries out of sand, and then they just wipe them away. Yeah, they build up a bright future. An outlook, <laughs> and then destroy and then at, it. at the drop of a hat, just decimate. Nose dives. You see, that's the thing. Like to to choose to do that. Feels feels cool. Like the fact that I could actually choose to do that. I'm used to just things things crumbling around me without my my decision involved at all <laughs> I'm, I'm used to things just going to shit without my say so <laughs> yeah I, ju- I just touch it and it just kabl- goes kablooey yeah all i gotta do is try like i gotta try like really try to like make the thing the way i want it to be or the, the situation how it should be and that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, exactly. I put my effort into it, and that's an automatic recipe for strict destruction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is this is cool. We got so yeah. We got you know we got it going on. Hmm. Yeah, I I would say so. So how, let's uh, let's do a little check in, man. How's it how's it been? How are you? What were we discussing? So and this this is sort of like practical. Um, current um experience really i mean the uh, one of the things that i recognized is um actually i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read out of 52 like this oh really you got it yeah all right let's i'm gonna pull this this out this is cool buckle up buckle up boys and girls and girls that think they're boys or might be boys inside girls bodies buckle up or girls that might be in boys bodies everyone buckle up this is all inclusive. We're, we're, we're taking it out of the big book, the double B. Yeah, so this is um, out of the basic text um, big book, I guess you could say. And this is this one paragraph out of these 164 pages. This one paragraph has been vital for me as sort of a uh, barometer or a, a baseline, if you will, on how I'm feeling or how I'm experiencing myself. And, um, you know, as we've talked about, it's really easy, especially in the modern world, to um, j- just take a long nap. <laughs> That's a good way of saying I mean, it. <laughs> it really is just a long, you know, drawn-out state of uh, sleepiness, you know. Um, and so on this page here, 52, there's this paragraph, and it says... Um, we were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were a prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be a real help to other people. 
Was not a basic solution of these bedevilments more important than whether we should see newsreels of lunar flight? Uh, of course it was. And so one of the things that I'll do... Hold on, hold on there, hold on there. Go ahead. I, I just... That's a sentence that packs a lot of... It's poetic in what... it's po, The P-pop there. But it's poetic in what it's saying. Um, it's basically saying that the content of your experience, how you're living is more important than the external achievements we may have in the world of man. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I just wanted to unpack it because you, you read yeah. it and you kind of skim over it and you're like, it's poetic. Yeah, it's easy to, to lose it, I guess. Um, and so this is, um, for me, this is state of being stuff. Um, and if I uh, can answer these questions with a no and... Um, that's an honest answer, then I'm typically feeling pretty cool and there's no problem with the world and I'm not pointing the finger at anybody and complaining. Uh, it's just, you know, it's all pretty smooth, but it'll, it changes. Well, that's the subtlety that we were referring to last week and I, uh, maybe a week before, that it creeps up on you, the sleepiness. Oh, heck yeah, 100%. It just... Just over time, all of that stuff just starts, it just, it's almost like um, this, like I'm wearing like layers of uh, of like two-way tape, you know? You remember Home Alone when he had the sticky fingers? <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> it was like the Merv, bandit. When Merv had when, him? Yeah, the bandit. <laughs> the wet bandit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so I sort of think about that, right? Like this stuff where uh, things will get really sticky and every little external event or experience will start to get really close to me and it feels uh, like it's real. And under that sort of... Uh, under duress. Yeah, 100%. But when I'm walking around with all that stuff, it's easy to confuse that for being reality it's easy to think that all that stuff is real and um i can't differentiate what's true from what's false yes it's all the contents of your experience are so cloudy with the stickiness that you're referring to like i know what it's like your ba your brain's beating you up from left to right all the way in the future and all the things in the past that you should have fixed up and you're not even right exactly and that's that's the um, that's the issue. And I, I guess for me, I I don't want to walk around carrying that load anymore. Um, and it can show up so, so the subtlety, yeah, it's like the judgments, yeah, like the shoelace snaps. It's them. It's that. It's this. It's yeah, the there. guy, you know, or the the person breezes through a, a stop sign. Mm. I mean, just little stuff. And so you were feeling what you're what you just read. You were this was a few days ago. You went. You're like, okay, something's going on. Yeah, like there was like, I I talked about it in uh, one of the episodes, but it's all of a sudden there's a pebble in the shoe, and then, uh, you know the the shoelace will break or the it's a little bit harder to breathe. And then there's a little knot in my throat. And then the collar, I got to open up the collar. And then, you know, it's just this little, these little incremental 
situations that that sort of add add up and um it's the point of awareness really because i've i've come to learn through the practices that i've been taught and uh discovered of of myself that um i don't have to walk around like that um but it's my duty and it's my responsibility to recognize my own state of being and where i am and how i'm how i'm experiencing it's not your job to tell me like hey dude what's what's off like what's wrong with you like that's my job you know i i ought to be in a place where i can recognize uh how i'm feeling and how i'm experiencing myself uh cuz it's that's my business you know like it's it's not anybody else's problem it's mine and so um i go through these questions and when it says um and i i i change it around a little bit so it's it's like peter are you having trouble with personal relationships uh 90% no i'm i'm still like cool there but 10% which is the work environment yeah i'm struggling with uh you know my relationships at work um peter can you control your emotional nature yeah most of the time but i've been sliding in the work department so my emotional uh my emotional nature's i can't control that uh at work um have you been a prey to misery and depression uh yes with work yeah 100% um can you make a living no not right now um are you unhappy sometimes um do you seem like you can be a, of help to other people sometimes right so i go through those and by honestly answering the questions and sort of doing a scan of where i am uh at the time that i'm doing it i get a pretty clear uh picture of what what's off and it's it's not it's and it's really simple because it's it's just one of two things i'm too focused on myself and i'm not focused on the macro picture i'm not focused on the world and i'm not focused on uh the weenus yeah you said it not me this time <laughs> so it gets it i end up getting i end up becoming self-absorbed I, I i get so wrapped up in myself and anybody in their right mind would get wrapped up in themselves if they're sticky like i don't sit there and be like oh you're a bad person because you you know you told that person to fuck off like i go no you're totally asleep and you're taking everything way too personal and you're you're reacting that way because um this stuff is all really close to you and you're not you're not aware of of the bigger picture like you're not aware of a bigger picture and to simplify it even further it's an overabundance of self-pity and a lack of gratitude right micro me self pity macro gratitude right micro small picture what's going on right now but failure to recognize dude look at the last 6 years bro look at your life today and look at the things that you're taking seriously today versus the things you took seriously 6 years ago Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you it's know? 
It's um it's interesting because my sleepiness kind of shows up and all of a sudden I think that there's something no no that's the way of, that's a, that's not the right way to say it. All of a sudden there's something I'm trying to get. Right, which is which is um that's the micro. Yes. That's the I'm a, I'm in a place of of am I my the world is very small. Right. It's very small. I'm separated from. I'm not a part of. And I, when I'm thinking like that. So what, what does it go on to say after that? Like, what is? what do we do? What do you do about that? Once that? Once that's where you realize, like, that's the first part. First is awareness of what is occurring. So you're able to answer those questions honestly with yourself, which was extremely powerful, what you just did. Yeah. And that takes a level of vulnerability and self-honesty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's something that I couldn't do for a long time. Um, so the, the, I mean, the, this book gives some pretty clear instructions on on how to walk out of that. But essentially, what it comes down to is I'm I'm trusting in myself rather than trusting and having faith in this universe or this world to take care of me. Right. Like I'm I'm so wrapped up in doing it my way and getting like you said. So what I have to do is I have to learn and practice uh, letting go and 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 recognizing what what I can do and what I what I'm what I what I'm power what I have power over and what I don't have power over. Right. So it's it's it for me, it's just a simple thing of spending some time in meditation and just sitting and and letting it letting it burn itself out and um, being available to other people, right? Being of service to other people, being open to other people, taking those actions, right? There was a guy in California when I went to this, uh, I stayed at this pretty cool treatment place in uh, like just outside of Laguna Beach. And it was really, really awesome. But this, this dude, he was an actor and he had been on some pretty big films um, in Hollywood, and uh, his career had sort of passed passed on. And then he had gotten into being like a house guy for uh, a, a sober living. It wasn't really sober living, but it was like, you know, guys that are getting back on the road type of situation. And uh, I remember he said something to me one time. He was like, "Hey, Pete, are you interested in having self esteem?" And I said, "Yeah." I would like some self-esteem. He said, well, I'm going to give you three things. The first thing is make your bed every single morning. The second thing is ask three people how they're doing. And the third thing is do something nice for someone and don't tell anybody about it. Right? And so that's sort of a thing that I keep in my pocket where when I'm feeling like that, um, I'll just sort of go, and, hey, are you making your bed in the morning? Uh yeah. Okay, I am. Are you talking to three people every day, asking them how they're doing, like getting interested in other people, being available to other people? And uh, the third thing is, are you doing something nice for someone and not flapping your fucking gums about it? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, and that's a real quick way after a few days to sort of get out of get out of this micro self smallness thing and get back into the world and. 
those are just a f- simple actions that I that I practice. The deepest one, the deepest one of the deepest. Uh, I want to say uh, trip. Tri- what trip? Tri- tributaries? Yeah, one of the deepest tributaries is the river system. There's a tributary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you're talking. I'm following. <laughs> one of the deepest tributaries of my depression. I was told by someone on the phone, my sponsor on the phone, and he told me. I think it was a sponsor. It was. Anybody can sponsor anyone. I, wise I, man. A wise man. Somebody who 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 was not emotionally uh, invested in the in the contents of my experience. Right. <laughs> so, the this person on the phone was like, um, "All right." So, like, he he, t- he told me that uh, I wasn't allowed to make my coffee uh, at my house in the mornings anymore. I had to go to Quick Trip and get coffee there and ask the attendant how their day was going or anyone in there. Ask anyone I didn't know how their day was going. Yeah. And that was that was a that was a profound turning point in my yeah. pathway out. And so, like, looking at myself over the last several weeks, uh, and again, like this builds up, and then all of a sudden it hits you. It's it's not like you know you miss a couple of days or you, like I mean it it's it takes some time for you know to get really sticky and weighted down, you know, um, and then you know I'm I'm in a full slumber. And that's where I start to feel the discomfort and recognizing that, yeah, I'm making my bed every single morning, but I'm not interested in other people, right? And I'm not putting myself out there doing, you know, nice things for for someone. And if I was doing something nice, I'd tell somebody that I fucking did it, Mm. which is which is just another example of selfishness. Yeah, I think you're I'm very similar. I take staying in my lane to the extreme. Yeah to where it's an isolative state of existence 100 percent. and then as that starts to sort of move in that direction i end up cutting myself off from from uh this thing from this 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 world from this universe whatever you want to call it and then everything around me gets really really small Mm -hmm. and then i start to think more and more and more about myself and my life and what's going on rather than going in the other direction which is leaving that stuff alone and getting involved in in life right getting involved and being being open and vulnerable and being available to other people so um and the the morning meditation i looked at that and you know it was just a little sort of uh half-assed you know it was i i hadn't been really uh dedicating the the presence to it um sort of checking a box more or less um so did, did it need does it did it need some reinvigoration like what is what does that look like it's just i just got aware of it i was like so what's your what is your what does your meditation look like when you're when you're doing that like what do you what are you doing and um the big thing was is that i wasn't carving out the time in my day to to to, to do it other things were more important because i'm locked in myself right the score of the Montreal Vegas game is more important than than my state of being. Mm. The deal getting done at work is more important than than my uh, than my peace and serenity, right? Like all these little things, and that's where it gets tricky, and that's where the awareness piece comes in, where I start to look at, you know, what I get it backwards because all of the the reason why I'm in a place where I can close a deal and the reason why I'm employed. And the reason why I have all of these um, cool experiences in my life today is because of 
the macro picture. It's because of the things that I've done in my life over time. The practices. The practices that make those things possible for me to experience. Your priority. Yeah, it's it becomes my priority, but then the job becomes the priority and like my career becomes my priority and my bank account becomes my priority and right and that's the sticky stuff that I'm talking about and that causes you know if, uh that causes uh you know uh personal relationship issues and that causes career insecurity career, and fear yeah, it causes yeah all that 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 tumbleweed of fear and and you know being uh scared and then old resentments and you know all sorts of stuff sort of spirals up out of that and again going back to the original point man is it's like my responsibility to be aware of that stuff and then make the little pivots that i need to to be able to get back into alignment get back into the flow get back into um and this happens all this happens regularly this isn't like this isn't something that's like new for me you know this is something that uh that happens as the ebb and flow of of my my human experience you know uh it's a part of it's a part of being a human um and but if i'm that way right if i'm experiencing that sort of stuff then um i lose the ability to have any sort of tolerance i lose the ability to have uh, empathy for other people i lose the ability to um connect on a deeper level with people uh and then everything starts becoming about me uh to a certain extent you know yeah and that's that's one of the things that that i noticed with my own and my own experiences um being so focused on on this type of stuff uh for me is it's uh like being the one to be responsible for my experience in that sense like i've got to be the one to to be looking at what's occurring i take it to the extreme and um, it takes me out of the the engagement with people in their own experience. And that engagement for me is the practice, the liveliness, the it gives me the ability to be comfortable in my own skin because I'm I I practice I practicing engaging with others and it makes it so I'm not self-conscious when I'm around others. Right? Because it becomes less about me and more about what what is like what like that's the thing is like and I try to say this to me to myself I you know you try to set yourself up before you go into a situation or a circumstance like how can I best like please help me show up for what this is like help me be help it be better than what I th- what I think like get me out of this picture like how can I serve this moment or this experience right you know and it's it's t- it's tough to like I think that we were talking in the car before we started this, but like, you know, it's, 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 it's really cool that we've got an audience that people are listening, that people are engaging. Like this is, I didn't, you know, when I checked the, the stats today and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, it's just wild. Like I didn't, and, and we, and I was saying like, why, why do you think it is that, that what we're doing seems to be working? And I think it's because we know, we both know what we're aiming at. Like your yeah. aim and my aim are the same. Yeah. Which is, I I want to be, have the experience of service and and sharing and and participating, growing, expanding, increasing the vibration of wherever whoever I may be encountering. How can I honor where someone is and be present for what could be? 
How do I be part of this thing as it expresses itself through me and around me without making it about me? There's nothing else to do. I just don't, when it comes to like, if you know, like you've got, you get to live today. Congratulations. You're alive. You didn't kill yourself by some act of miracle God. Like you're not dead. And you've had a whole lifetime full of trying to figure, make your way. This is my experience at least. And realize the the fallacy that all that is and the pain that occurs and when I'm trying to fucking get what I think I want or be who I think I should be. And I finally lay that shit down and I have to, and I, I know what, what it is. The happiness the most peaceful and serene moments of my life have been when I have not existed. When I'm present for what is, when I'm part of. Yeah. And that's there's nothing like so that's 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 what that's what, what there's that's the aim. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. Oh I mean, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I, I think that um, the the coolest part, I guess, for me is that I lived in that state of being that I read there on 52. That was my uh, I lived that way for a long time. You know, I, I struggled with personal relationships. I couldn't make a living. I couldn't be of use to other people. Um, you know, I was full of fear. And that was just a day-to-day deal. I mean, I you know, you, I just would get out of bed and walk around feeling that way. And the thing that I recognized is that uh, that's that state of being just breeds uh, compulsive behavior. I mean... That state of being just breeds, you know, overspending. It breeds, it's, and it's still in me. It's dormant. Like it's still, it, it's still there. Yeah, I and I don't, I I don't think that, I don't believe that that's the 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 truth of being uh, of a human being. I don't, I don't think that, I think that that state of being comes out as out of uh, it comes out of self. It comes out of expectations it comes out of ideas it comes out of what other people have said and thought and who i should be and blah 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 right like this whole story that i never wrote i think that that's where all that stuff comes from um and again it's my responsibility to get to the bottom of it and recognize that that's what's happening but you know i i see uh, a lot of people man like i see the world sort of in that state where um you know, people chasing relationships and people, you know, spending money they don't have and that's the right th- dude, doing that's all this stuff. But it, it comes out of that. It comes out of that place. And that's the thing, too. I was, ta- I was talking to someone on the phone about this today. That's we got to be very careful where our mind is is aiming at what are uh, the object that it's focused at. Like if I'm if I'm if my mind is focused on this object and that's what I'm talking about, that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm trying to work my way around to. That's that's something to be no, to be aware of because because that's where the stickiness in the in the in the in the in, for me at least the insecurity and the pain and the fear comes from is I start to objectify something in the external world whether it be a person a career or, or anything like whatever it is yeah and that the, but the important piece that you're talking about there is that that external stuff is it, on a subconscious level I think it's looked at as an answer to the internal problem that if, you know, if the job just gets a little bit better, if there's a little bit more money that comes into my account, if, uh, 
if I can just close that deal, if I can just pick up, you know, the the new uh, spring collection of Henleys from J. Crew, right? Like, dude, it was crazy. I ran all that stuff. I ran into some speed bumps over the last couple of days, and it was so crazy what my mind was trying to do. Like, at one sense, it was just totally debilitated, trying to tell me, like, or just be like, "Oh, you're fucked now." And then it was like trying to come up with reasons why you're actually good and warping it into a way that was beneficial to me. And both those things are not good. And I had to just, I got to just watch all of it happen. And I'm just like, I just know my, 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 my shit's trying to fucking save itself. The, the lower self, the, the lower case me, the is trying to preserve itself. So I just have to watch this shit show sometimes. Yeah. And that's where the, that's where I'll, I'll, I'll I'll put all my I'll put all the onus on something external to be the answer for something that's internal. Mm. Uh and then the cool part is though is like once I I get aware of it and I recognize that there's some things that I can do about it, like actual actions that I can take um and I don't have to think about it, I just have to do it. Uh, then all of a sudden I come back into a place like maybe a week or few days whatever and uh all of a sudden i'm right with the world again and uh if i walk into the if i walk into the ferragamo store i walk into the j crew store i walk into club monaco or i walk in where you know like stuff i like then that that item's not an answer that item becomes a preference Mm. and so it's uh or i mean even on a deeper level if if she leaves that's fine. She didn't need to stay. Right? Like for me. And we we talked about this a a while back, but the idea when we when we start to take the game seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens though. All that stuff gets really close to me and then it's all really really serious stuff and then I lose sight of the whole I lose sight of the whole thing. I lose sight of the the whole the whole uh whole world. Uh and I, it's weird because it's, it's kind of paradoxical because I get really small, like in my own world, but then there's, I, 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 I feel like I'm really big, you know, like I feel like everything matters. Everything's big. Mm. Everything's really big when really, uh, there's not, there's, there's nothing big. There's nothing big and I'm big, like. I'm actually really big and everything else is really small. Mm, and that's a problem. Yeah, when I when I'm when I'm big though, like when I'm when I'm conscious like that's that's the water, you know, floating off the duck's back because I'm a part of everything. I'm a part of this whole thing. Oh yeah, so when you when you're operating from the essential self is what you're saying. Yeah, when, when I'm when I'm in the big S. Yeah, when I'm in the big S, everything's big. Like I'm big. I'm comfortable. I'm a part of everything. I'm connected to everything. Going with the flow. I'm fitting into the stream, right? I'm a part of this. I'm 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 in the, I'm in the game, right? And then everything else around me, like the job comes and goes. She stays and leaves, uh, right? Like I get the call. I don't get the call. Like text comes back. It doesn't. You know, right? Like those things become very small. Right. But when I'm small, when you're plugged in, when I'm small and like out in left field thinking that like i'm just this little I was, i'm thinking of a different i'm thinking that's you that's you small 
you big is everything's about me. Yeah, no, I I see it uh, the different. I see it on the other side. Ah, I see the 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 smallness is is uh like the smallness is the self, and the reason why it's small is because all of that shit from a selfish perspective shuts me off. It closes me off. It it's not. I'm not playing. I'm not playing in the game. I'm 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 on the bench. I'm just yeah. a small character. I'm just this small, like isolated entity. You know, like right. And then from there, though, everything matters. Everything's really big. Everything's really big. That's a big deal. That's a big decision. And it it locks me up where I can't I can't move. I can't make decisions. I my confidence goes way down and my sense of security goes way down and all of these natural instincts just get fucking out of haywire they they go crazy but when i'm but when i when i'm big like when i'm when i feel like i'm empowered like when i'm uh, so this is like when you're being carried rather than driving yeah exactly exactly when i'm when i'm more rooted in in sort of the truth which i believe to be the truth that i'm a part of everything this is what I was trying to pull this up on the computer while you were talking because I didn't. Oh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to stop the recording on the camera, but it's, I just take a clip anyway. But I want to read this, and I want to get your thoughts on this. This came. This came up the other day um, when I was doing my morning meditations, and I wrote it down, and I wanted to. I wanted to read it. Okay. Based, uh, now that we're talking about. I think this applies. Okay. This is this is uh, basically the exercise I was practicing uh, the other day was my thoughts are meaningless and everything in the world is meaningless. Mm. That was the exercise for the day. It's like you just kind of like, anyway, you just think, you think about it from time to time and play around with it, see how it makes you feel. Yeah. So here's what it said at the end of the thing. It said, if you could accept the world as meaningless... And let the truth be written upon it for you. It would make you indescribably happy. Mm -hmm. But because it is meaningless, you are impelled to write upon it what you would have it be. And so for me, that's the lower self. Like the left left to to its devices, it's going to try to create meaning and try to create a situation for itself in the world. Yeah. The inverse of that, if I accept things as they are, there's no, nothing is good or bad, nothing is more or less, no one's better or worse than anyone else. I just accept everything is just as it is, and I let the truth be written upon it for me, it will make you indescribably happy. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's why I felt like sharing it. Yeah, it's, it's cool. That's that's super relevant right because it's the the fear of being full of fear uh not being able to be useful um prey to misery and depression all that stuff is the that's this that's the small that's the state of being that um i start writing Everything has it, it. It's everything gets really, really serious and very meaningful. It everything matters. 
And it, that state of being, man, that shuts me off from being able to accept not only myself, but be able to accept everything as it is where it is. And that's why I'm saying like when I, when I'm in this place where I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like whatever, that's just the way it is. Like that's what, that's what it is. But I will say this, and I, and I want to segue into this conversation. We we talked on the phone the other day. I think this is really cool. Really cool, the conversation that we had. It was awesome. Yeah. But it, it's just so interesting how this is what seems to be occurring in relation to how your transition is arising in regards to your life, career, and everything. Like, this is all kind of enveloped in this. And the way I want to phrase it is uh, a birthing of your authentic self or your artistic or your creative self, like the soul part of you that is that is ready to begin expressing itself and dancing in this world or cha- being challenged yeah. by this world and showing up by your boot. Like this is I, I just want to give some background um, and bring this part of it into it is you're entering this new phase, the unknown, the newness, the. Uh, stepping into your own essentially yeah which is a very for me at least in my experience it's been very difficult to navigate because i realize i'm i'm going to be doing something that is coming from me and and, and it's dependent upon me dependent upon my actions my energy levels my consistency my discipline and i'm like being cast out into the unknown uh, and the, based on our conversation earlier this week, that's, it seems like that's where you're riding up on. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, my right foot's in it. I mean, it's, it's in the, it's in the, the pool. I mean, it's just dipped in there and just a little, yeah, I mean, I'm not, toe. I'm not <laughs> my foot. Yeah, exactly. Like just the. <laughs> Just the big toe. <laughs> uh, but I'm not looking at it anymore. I'm actually getting in. Like stepping into it. Yep. And so and so you're experiencing you were experiencing all this stuff, this 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 uneasiness. Small uneasiness. Yeah. yeah. And you're realizing I mean, if there is a time to get back on the beam, it would be now. Because you're gonna need I wanna speak for myself. No, I'll say it for you. You're going to need all the help you can get. Yeah. Like I, I'm and I will, too, because I'm in the exact same space. When you called me, I was like, I'm feeling the same shit. This is what's happening to me, too. And uh, I, I like if I think I'm going to be the one to make it happen, setting myself up for failure. Yeah. And well, I mean, the other the other uh, the other piece of that is, uh, I mean, I'm. The, the most beautiful thing about having a track record is looking at it. The tr- The track record is, is, uh, the greatest, uh, it's been the greatest teacher for me because as soon as I, w- I, I jump into it and I start looking at the patterns of my life and there's always been patterns, uh, certain trains of thought and conditioned ideas that, that show up over and over and over and over and over again. And so, um, and looking at that, the thing with patterns is that they're very, 
they're very comfortable and that cycle is comfortable because they're they're known there there's an understanding there so you know where you're going to be you know what you're going to do you know yeah. what you're going to get yeah so it's like you know i'm uh you're at one you're at one company or like let's just use work for an example you're at or a career you're at one one company and let's say that company is in insurance so you know you're selling insurance for 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 farmers and then all of a sudden five years of that state farm comes to you and says hey look we like your practice we'll give you a million bucks to move your move your insurance practice over to state farm right so you go to you go to you go to uh you go to state farm you take the 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 check and but you're you're doing the same thing just under a different label Right. And then five years of that, you build it up even further. And then you go to, uh, you know, you maybe you start your own. Right. And that that moment where you start your own, that's a different that's going to be a different experience because then all of a sudden you've got things that you haven't had to be responsible for at the two or three other places you were prior to that. And then it's all on you. It's the stretching that we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm using insurance like the same thing happens in financial services. The same thing happens in recruitment. It happens when you go from playing high school ball to college. So yeah, it's the, the same g- thing. I mean, you're going to need yeah, to learn look at that. and grow and, ch- and adapt and change. Like like I mean, my transition from from high school to college. Um, like when it came to the actual sport, like when I when I went from uh, playing high school golf to college golf, like at a top, you know, 30 school in the country top 20 20 school in the country right like there was a definite like pedigree of of uh of player that was on a different level than than high school right but like at the end of the day it was the same thing like it was the same it was just it was still golf yeah right like the my practices might have changed a little bit and like the schedule changed a little bit but at the end of the day I was still teeing up the ball in the first hole, like playing, right? Like, not a huge. It wasn't a huge thing for me. Like, the 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 external stuff was a little bit more difficult to handle. But like when it came to golf, that was just something that I was comfortable with, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't very difficult because it was familiar, and it was something that I knew, you know. I remember this is good. I remember I remember when I showed up for uh, camp in college for football and I remember showing up. I remember on the recruiting trip meeting all the offensive linemen. Well, you know, when you go and visit the schools, yeah, they have somebody that's on the team who like is like you takes you around, them, yeah, takes yeah. you around, takes you out yeah. to eat, shows you everything. Friday and, and Saturday night. Yeah. And, and I, in person, I remember thinking like these this dude is huge. These guys are big. And then anyway, we show up for camp. We're all padded out, and I'm around off all the offensive linemen, and they're all six four and above. They're all fucking behemoths, and I'm like, "There's no fucking way I'm gonna know how to fucking get past these guys or get through these guys. What the he- like? What the hell am I gonna do? Right? They're way bigger, dude. Like they're way stronger. They 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 carry themselves with confidence. They put the mask on and they look at you, and they're just like guts out, and they're just like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ram this guy. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna ram this kid. Yeah. They have that demeanor. Yeah. You're a freshman. You're like, well, I'm just. A f-. They all know you're a fucking freshman. I remember, and I'm just feeling. I don't know how this is gonna work, you know. <laughs> and then you know, and only in a matter of a couple weeks, 
you get beat around a little bit, you get knocked around a couple of times and you, and you start to like, you start to come into yourself two, three weeks later, all of a sudden you don't notice that they're bigger than you. Yeah. You don't notice that they're any different. Yeah. You've begun to just. Yeah. Cause it's, it's the same. Acclimate. It's the same game. It's, same game. It's the, it's the same. But, but I'm also like my body hasn't been developed. My, my mindset hasn't been shifted or changed by the circumstances because I hadn't been in those circumstances. Right. So you get into like, it's like you get into the, to the fish bowl, you grow with the fish. And like, you, I can viscerally feel that and see that after two or three weeks of playing. It was like my body and my stature and my attitude had adjusted to the level at which these guys were playing. Right. And that and that applies to career, I think. That applies to everything. Yeah, it, it, 100%. And the, the, the difference, though, is that when um, – and we talked about this on the call, but there, the, the, it, it's almost as if you're um, – you're playing a completely different sport. Like, I, I, I guess the the pivot that I, the the pivot that I would make, um, like golf is a great example because all the way up through college, it's a team game. So, like all high school golf was team, right? The only thing that wasn't team was the, like the junior stuff. Like, that was still sort of like a mini. You're sort of like a mini pro as a junior golfer because you're traveling to tournaments on your own and you're yeah, you've got buddies and stuff, but at the end of the day, your score is next to your name, mm-hmm. and nobody can help you know come out and tell you which way the putt's going to break <laughs> or which way the wind's going. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not playing with Ricky Fowler, and he's you know walking up to me on the 17th hole and being like, "Hey, you know that putt's slightly uphill and it's going to move a ball to the right." <laughs> no, you got to figure that out. That's my job, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when you get to when you get to high school, the team game is still there so you're traveling with the guys and your your score still matters individually but you know your coach is there on the par three and he's saying hey the wind's coming out of the right most of the guys have missed it in the right bunker you might want to club up and hit it to the left side of the green right um they can do that for you so you play college golf i play college golf and go through a few experiences with that and then all of a sudden you make the transition saying okay i'm going to be a pro i'm going to go and be a pro and I'm going to do this for a living. And this is this is what my passion is. And this is like my game is good. Uh, I'm going to go and go and do that. Then all of a sudden you're uh, at Frankfurt Airport or you're at uh, <laughs> Lisbon International. Yeah. Or you're at, you know, you're like you're you're there and it's just you and your golf clubs and your ticket and your hotel reservation, everything else you got to figure out. Wide open. It is just flat out. Like, it is just, you are out there on the road, solo. There's nobody there to tell you what to do or show you how to make a certain play or, you know, figure out how to book the best hotel reservation. Or, I mean, I remember my first, my first tournament was in, was I was playing in Lisbon, and I get over there, and I didn't have a credit card at the time, so I, I just used my debit card. I just paid cash for everything. So I get over there, and I had a rental car that I had to book that I prepaid for, right? <laughs> it was like yeah. 700 euro or something for the week. I prepaid for this thing, and I go up to the guy to get my uh, get my rental car, and he says, we need to have a credit card. I'm going, What? 
I prepaid for the car. Like, I didn't know that I needed to have a credit card. I had a debit card. Right. So I'm like, can't you just take out a thousand bucks or fourteen hundred bucks for my card, and then like when I bring it back, you can, you can. He's like, no, we, like our systems aren't set up to do that. So I'm going, are you kidding me? Like, so I had to take a taxi from the airport across the Vasco da Gama bridge, which I was staying in this little hotel in Alcachet, which is just on the other side. It's like 30 miles. <laughs> so I'm spending, I spent 60 euro just to get to my hotel. And then from the hotel to the golf course was another, you know, 15 miles. So I had to, I had to pay a taxi every single time I needed a ride. So I call a ride to get to the golf course and then I'd call a ride to get back to the hotel. And I did that over 10 times during the course of the week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I have no clue what I'm doing. Like no idea that. And the, the cool part about that for me was like, I, I embraced that. I love that. Like I love that freedom and I love that, that ability to do what I want when I want and not be told like, Hey, you got to do this or you got to like, I want to hit the club. I want to hit on the par three. I want to read the putt the way I want to read it. I don't want to have anybody telling me like, Hey, you know, this thing is actually going this way. No, I'm going to do it my way. And then I'm going to learn from that and figure it out. So I figured everything out on the fly. So I got a credit card and like started booking my hotels properly and booking my cars and, um, all that sort of stuff. And so I think that that's a, like a really, uh, that's a personal experience of mine of where being an employee for the last six years where I've been more or less punching a clock, answering the call, right? You know, the bell rings and I'm always there to, to hear it. Uh, this transition that I'm looking to make, starting to make is me at Lisbon airport with no credit card. Right? Like, I'm moving into a place that it's just me. It's just my, it's just my. And, and, and I think just to tie it into the first half of this conversation is this is a different you than you were in that Lisbon. Like this can be approached as a, like I, I see, I see the ability for humility here. I see the ability for. Yes. For learning and understanding. I and I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, cause I'm with you, dude. I, I, I've. I th- I feel like I could f- I can fall my way forward, figure my way forward, stumble my way forward, and I think it's a good thing to stumble. I think stumbling's great. I think it's part of the process. That's how spontaneity can happen. That's how things can occur. I just, yeah, it is. It is like you're you're out here, like you're going to be stepping into this new space, which is a, a space of your own that will be designed through you. And I think that's the interesting piece, is because one of the things I learned when we first started doing this thing was when the suggestion was to when you explained to me your routine your morning routine and and this was before even the podcast we were just talking on the phone yeah and i was like i'm gonna do that tomorrow morning i'm gonna do this routine that you do and i'm not gonna know what i'm gonna do with the rest of my day but i'm gonna set myself up to honor this thing or trust this thing that i don't know and can't understand and that's gonna set the tone yeah and the and the things happened the right. interest occurred, things got created, and, and a things path started was happening. presented. Things started happening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's that's the, the point that I guess I'm trying to make with this is that I'm by no means, uh, I would if, if I was the person uh, that I am today, uh, 
and you time travel me back 10 years ago to when I'm standing in that airport, right? And my, my take is that this experience you're going through is the death of the person that you still carry around. 100%. 100%. And if, if I'm back in that airport, I most likely have a credit card. Like, I most likely would have looked and, re- like, realized what I needed to, like, have a... like Taking some initiative to for have your a trip. Rental, <laughs> to have a rental car. Yes. Right? Dotted the Qs and crossed the Is. Yeah, I, I would have looked at that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would have uh, been a much more mature in how I handled... Uh, and that's the the thing, of, like, for instance, um, you know, with my, with, with my golf experience is that uh, people don't recognize on an individual sport the level of maturity that a person has to have they either have to have it or they have to have somebody in their life that has it mm. because there were a lot there were a lot of things that i wasn't emotionally able to handle um i wasn't i was a child with a really good golf game that couldn't handle that couldn't handle life i couldn't live at all Mm. So all of the uh, relationship opportunities that I passed up, all of the opportunities to meet new people, all of the opportunities to grow and develop my game, all of the, I mean, I was still out in left field, right? Like I didn't have the ability to uh, look at the whole picture. I didn't have the ability to reach out to a guy that I was playing with and say, hey, like, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you? How do you hook up your schedule and how do you like what what is your process right today is way different because uh i can call uh, my buddy and be like hey uh i know you're doing the same thing that i'm interested in doing what are your thoughts on this what do you mm. see here what do you what do you think is the best course of action for me based on what you know of me right it's a totally different it's a totally different deal yeah um and that that's um breeds a little bit of confidence but Beyond all of that, beyond all of that, if I'm experiencing fear, if I'm experiencing, uh, on, and I'm talking acuteness, I'm, I'm not talking like the fleeting fear. No, no, viscerally feeling. Yeah, yeah I'm talking yeah. about the, like, You're experiencing. If, I'm, if I'm walking around in fear on a day-to-day basis, if, I, if I'm walking around with uh, self-pity, if I'm walking around in misery, if I'm walking around in depression, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm waking up every day in that place, nothing else we can talk till we're fucking blue in the face about uh strategies about making a play here making a play there none of it happens none of it happens so to bring it back all the way around my state of being is the most important thing my state of being is the most important thing for me because when i'm in alignment and when i'm I'm in the, you know, people say the middle of the bed or whatever. I, I, I mean, but when I'm, when I'm present and I'm, I'm in the flow of life and I'm open, right. Then I can call the guy and say, Hey, what do you, what do you think here? I can make the difficult decisions. I can walk with confidence. I can be comfortable in my skin. I can do the things. It, it empowers me to be able to do the things that I'm interested in doing. If I'm not, I won't do them. I'll, st- I'll still, you know, call you and bitch about my job. 
right? I'll still like I I won't I won't be open to anything. All of it comes out of that. All of it comes out of for me it all comes out of that state of being, out of that peace and serenity and usefulness and being comfortable in my skin and you know being in alignment and practicing the simple things that I've learned over the years, putting that stuff and getting refocused on that. That comes first. Always comes first. Then everything else falls under that. Always. It's not the other way around. I don't need to get the job to make the change. I need to make the change internally and then the job comes. Right? And I, I used to get that mixed up for the longest time. I had it backwards for the longest time. You know, there's a, a prayer, uh, the St. Francis prayer, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. But it's there's this line on the St. Francis prayer that says, it's in the giving in which we receive. It's in the giving in which we receive. And for the longest time, I had thought it was in the receiving in which I could give. I thought I had to, yep. I thought yeah, I, I had thought to, like, I thought I had to get something to give something. Yeah. Right. I used to, I used to, I used to imagine once I got the thing that I wanted, I then I could give what I wanted to give. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, and that was so backward. I mean, think about like um, like making a charitable contribution, mm-hmm. right? I thought I had to get money in order to give to a worthy cause. No, give to the worthy cause. <laughs> Just give to the worthy cause. Yeah. You, you have uh, five bucks in your bank account. Give a dollar. Just give a dollar. Right. It, it changed my whole financial situation, too, because I thought that I couldn't invest because I didn't have, um, you know, 500K in the bank anymore. No, you have four hundred dollars. Put 50 in. <laughs> yeah. Invest. Just put it out there. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in. Right. And then I started putting it in and I started putting it in. Sometimes I put in a lot. Sometimes I put in a small. And then all of a sudden, five, six, seven years later, I look at the thing and I'm going, fuck. Wow. This is cool. I've just been given to this thing. I've just been putting into this thing. Two bucks, thousand bucks, doesn't matter. Just, it just, just, just give, just put it out, right? And then as a result, then everything else, everything else comes. It was a great lesson in my life, right? But if I'm not, if I'm not hooked up you know, spiritually, if I'm not putting this stuff, I, I don't see that. I'll, I'll fall into the guise that I need to get something in order, in order to give something. You know, I need to get the job in order to make more money. No, you don't. You don't need to get that in order to receive something. You have to give something, and then it will come to you. Yeah, it was... Uh and you don't need uh, I don't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just yeah. Yeah, I something 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 interesting happened. This first started happening months ago when I was but to let me just share what happened last night. I was I was in that space, you know where I wanted to figure something out. I wanted to figure it out, right? What were you figuring out? 
that's my that's what my brain does. My brain is constantly trying to figure it out. How can this be okay? How can this what you're feeling, <laughs> what you're going through, what you're thinking, how can all this be okay? So my brain tries to figure that shit out, right? So I'm talking with someone on the phone. And how's your day going? You know, we're having a good conversation. So I, I mentioned what has been going on. You know, fear stuff is coming up, you know, all that stuff. You know, the whole show, right? Yeah. The and fucking buffet. The buffet. It's all there. This you is know? a big buffet. And in, in real time, I'm realizing that, first of all, the person I'm talking to isn't really that interested. She's on the move. She's engaged with what's going on in her life. You know, she's she's loose. She's She's... You know, like she's cool. Yeah. And like, I'm like, you know what? Like, let me just go with the flow of this conversation and not even wor- worry, like go back to, cause we were jumping around subjects anyway. And she, she asked me today, she was like, so how's it going with all that stuff? I was like, she was like, I'm sorry. I wasn't uh, attentive enough to, to really dig into that with you. Are you okay? Are you still like, what's going, what's going on? We didn't really talk about it. And I was like, what we talked about was exactly what I needed. Anything but what I was experiencing in my head, my, you know, the shit show going on with me, anything yeah. but. Yeah. And that's what other people can do. That's what the sharing can do. That's what the checking in and, and the reaching out and the engaging and the showing up and the, the attitude like you just described the, like, how can I give for what's here? You know, cause the, I could be, I'm having the show in here. It's a tired show, dude. It's not interesting. It's all the same shit. It's not, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I, I and I totally get what you're saying. I had a, a I didn't think that was possible for me to do. I thought I had to clear through that shit before I could be present. It's yeah. Like, no, no, no. You can be present while that shit's going on. Yeah. What well, like the question is is Peter? Can you just put your fucking self to the side? <laughs> yes. Like, can you just <laughs> just <laughs> can you just fucking put you on the back burner? Like, put it on the shelf, dude. <laughs> just put it up on the shelf with everything else. <laughs> And and listen to someone else, you know. I had that um, a couple nights ago. A buddy of mine he calls me, and he's you know he's going through some stuff, and I didn't talk. I just sat there and and listened, and just it just keeps going and going and going. And I said to him after the call, I was like, "Hey, dude, thanks for allowing me to listen. Like I appreciate um, I appreciate you calling me and and." Uh, putting the stuff out there um and that's something that again years ago i would have interjected and started talking about myself you know Mm. and um oh i need to make this about me and my my problems and you know oh this no it's and that's that sense of that's that sense of macro that's that sense of 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 power that's that sense of of being aware that i'm not the most important you know person on the planet there was this thing and i'll share this it touches on exactly what we're what we're talking about uh so when i first i first got sober uh, when i first when i first tried to get sober uh i had an awesome awesome sponsor great guy still uh one of my really good friends today and there's this um so a part of the a part of the process in twelve uh, step recovery or you know in Alcoholics Anonymous is coming to believe in some sort of power, right? Being open that you know there's some there's some power like it doesn't have to be labeled God. It doesn't you know it it's just and I was struggling with this the first go around. Mm. 
because I grew up in a very religious sort of not a very religious but like a um, a like paper religion like on paper this is that would it would have been on our family resume right right like we're this right and uh, so we get to that part uh, we get to that part of the process and so he asked me he was like what do you think about this is this something that you would be open open to I said I don't think so man like I I I let go of of the idea of God a long time ago. I mean, I didn't want to hear about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to be around it. Like, don't bring that. So when it talks about, in the book, it talks about that agnostic or atheistic person. That was me. Yeah. Right? Flat out. Because I... And my my thing again was I was so screwed up that I didn't understand what it was saying or what it was asking me, but I I had thought about the religious idea of God. And I just said, you know, all of the shit that I've experienced in my life, there's no way, that, no fucking way, no way. If there if there is a God, there's no way that it would ever allow, uh, someone like me to go through what I went through and things that I'd seen and experienced. There's no no way like him. God and I were uh, not on the same wavelength. And so he goes, okay, like, I, you know, I understand, man. I, I get that. I, he said, but would you be open to doing an exercise? I said, yeah. I said, uh, you know, I mean, fucking 120 days I was locked up in a you know, hospital, like a <laughs> mental ward. Yeah. I mean, I was still in that place of like, yeah, I'm, I'm open. Yeah. He goes, okay, I want you to do something before you go to bed tonight. I said, all right, what's that? He said, after you get done brushing your teeth, I want you to look yourself in the mirror and I want you to ask yourself one question. And that question is, are you the most powerful being in the universe? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Are you the most powerful being in the universe? And so I thought about it the rest of the day and, um, I get to uh, brushing my teeth and finish up and I'm staring at myself in the mirror and I'm just looking at it. I'm going, am I really going to do this? Like, this is, this doesn't do anything. Uh, But I was still open and I was still willing. And like after 30 or 40 seconds, I did it. And so I'm standing there in the mirror and I asked myself, Peter, are you the most powerful being in the universe? And the funniest thing happened. I wanted to say yes. <laughs> I really did. But one of my first experiences with intuition came and the answer was no. And I followed that. And I said no. I of myself am not the most powerful being in the universe. And looking back on it now, it was like 10 Ooh. years ago. Yeah. But looking back on that now, that was the crack that needed to happen where in that moment I became open and uh, maybe not willing, but I was open to recognizing that um, I of myself wasn't, wasn't the most powerful being in the universe. Uh, And that was a powerful thing for me because I, I look back on that today and I recognize that, um, I am a part of the universe that I am 
forever apart and always connected to whatever this is, this whole thing, right? So, um, but that was my first experience with being open to recognizing that uh, there might be a big S, there might be, there might be some something bigger, because um, I was so identified with that small, that small self, that little character. Um, and over the years, that's just grown and grown and grown and grown and grown to where you know today, it's it's easy for me once I recognize that I'm feeling this shit. It's way easier for me because of my experience to go, oh. You got it backwards, dude. You got this all backwards. Yeah, you're back in Peter's world. Yeah, you're back thinking that that you are this, you know, th- this thing, this this you know, this little this character that you're identifying with um all this crap. <laughs> and uh that's what it is though. And as soon as I recognize that, then it something happens. It opens me up to start moving again and start uh, flowing again and start. I, I mean, my state of being shifts dramatically. It changes quickly. Yeah, reorienting yourself. Yeah, and that's. I'm. I'm also convinced of this. Um. That had I not been taught, and had I not, um, implemented, the, the disciplines, um, that I practice into my life, I would not recognize my state of being. Yeah, and it's a continual practice. Yeah, yeah. So, it's cool stuff. It really is. Um, I I love this stuff. And I love being able to have the awareness to look at my life that way and then go, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck all your shit. Like, <laughs> shut up. Uh-huh. Just stop. (laughs) You're not all that in a bag of chips, man. Like Mm -hmm. your stuff is, it's a part of this whole thing. It's not the only thing. Yeah. And that level of humility all of a sudden just launches me back into making a phone call and uh, being available for someone else and thinking of someone else and doing something nice for someone else and, you know, the conversation with the boss is a lot easier and the compulse compulsiveness just goes by the wayside and and all this I'm like, dude, I like it there. I like it there. So Man, dude. Well I think that's it. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. Is it still is it gone? Yeah, yeah. Alright. So we're gonna do this one for like the rap pack and shit. Is it recording? Alright, for the real hip hop motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, shout out to Bobby, my engineer. It's a nice night in LA. We recording this mixtape and shit, working on an album at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Visionary boy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we gonna do it for 9 6. Yeah, we gon' do it for hip hop. Yeah, second runner style. Yeah, who would've shit, thought that painting pictures about being broke would get me riches like yelling coke? Like Big Brother used to do so we could stay afloat. I heard them guns outside. My-
my window and gangsters with choke Thought about the life I wanna pick up the pen and then rope While there was fire and you could hear sirens for people dialing I know I'm crying in the phone I was in the zone trying to make a living Headed to work in the morning Never they felt like I was mourning as my dream was deceased Until I quit my job and my work ethic increased Elevated the levels I ain't never seen Stacking this cream, living the American dream now I'm going crazy, I ain't slept in days Dreaming of Michael Jordan money like I slept in J's Always shouting out my team cause I get all the praise But they the ones that motivate me on depressing days See I'm from Maryland with cash, raw gas like animation From the smallest altercation that can lead to termination With a rapper on every corner like the rest of the nation Passing bars back and forth like legal examinations As a youngin' I was running wild Me and my homies skipping school, puffing on that lap Doing shit just to do it cause we wasn't allowed I thought I understood the world but I was still a child yeah, now while my mama was at home drinking, thinking about the bills I was dreaming about the meals, running around looking for thrills I guess this is how it feels when your memory spills onto the page And paints a picture of another age back in West Deer Park Chilling with shorties after dark, cause when that sun is down The police always run us down, till we get older and hustle Now they trying to gun us down, we just trying to make a living off of what we been giving What's up? Yeah, they call me Logic, yeah that's L-O-G-I-C I ain't wrapped up in them bitches, I just write my shit I see Cause these lyrics set me free, fuck the world, let me be And when I feel like I can't write, that's when I hit the NPC My talent limitless, but time is limited, so listen up If you can't see the shit I see, you better get your vision up I'm the king, watch me reign, born to rule my domain Album ain't even in stores, they tryna sue me for my name Shit insane, so reserved, never complain, I just work Chasing after my dreams, like them high school skirts Back as a youngin', spittin' game, tryna get the nutting Living life to the fullest, cause them little things ain't nothing my Killable when I be muttering syllables But I take my time, slow it down, check the rhyme Perfectionist to the dime From the wound to the tomb, I be rapping till I'm dying Doing everything I love, that's the life of a dime Skipping school, sipping liquor, trying to get this money quicker Bad bitch is good weed, that's the type of shit I need Livers bleed from my mind state Elevate my mind and watch it rise like the crime rate Cause sometimes I be high, and sometimes I be low And sometimes I do shit I thought I'd never do before My life is like a movie roll to storm me Got these women on me, I hit the club with all my homies And the drinks is on me, at the crib with the shorty that I met At the spot, pretty eyes, nice lips, great goose When she sips, both my hands on her hips Till she put them on her tits, freak bitch, want the dick Biting on her fingertip, I only fuck with nice girls I never do this type of shit, I'm thinking about hitting it raw Shit, I must be wildin' out, but the pussy wet as hell I think it's time to end the drought Then again, she could be burning, and that's not what I'm about so I dipped out to live another day and die another night Cause when I'm gone that ain't gon' be the song that they recite What up? What up? I'm just I'm, I, I had to I've had to turn the tape back on because I want to tell the story uh, just as a bonus a little bonus here my uh, my encounter with with uh, similar story that that you just shared so I went to my sponsor and uh, this was again during like the despair of my life I was lucky if I got two two days out of seven where I felt like not dying <laughs> and. I couldn't figure out how to believe in God. I couldn't figure out how to do any of the shit from the book. 
Like I couldn't figure out how to apply it. How, like, what do you, how do you believe in God? That was the question I had. That's pretty much how we started this podcast. I would say, or these conversations was I was anyway. So I, I went to my sponsor. I went over to his place. I show up. I drive like 30 minutes to get to his place. I, I get inside. I go in there. We sit down and he's like, all right, so you, uh, you wanted to, uh, you wanted to read something from the book. You wanted to go over something. And I was like, no, dude, actually, I, I came over because I, I, I had the book. I'm like, I, I don't know how to believe in God. Like, I don't know. Like, how do you even do this? And he's like, well, what's what's been going on? Like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, I was like, well, I haven't been, I mean, not too good. And he's like, well, how many days out of this week have been good? And I said, and I was like, well, there's a Thursday I met with a sponsee. And then Friday I brought a meeting into a prison. And those were the... So two two days out of seven, those were two okay days. And he looked at me and he said, do you know what you need to do? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess be of service. And he said, go do that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, you know, I just drove in 30 minutes to get there. We'd only been on the couch for like three and a half minutes, four minutes. <laughs> I was like, well, Dude, well, what about how how do I believe in God? He looks at me dead in the eyes and he says, why are you still sitting here? And he points at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Old school. (laughs) Old school as hell, dude. And I was just like, uh, I just grabbed my book, you know, and just like got up awkward like and like walked to the door. And yeah, thanks, man. (laughs) I was like, thanks, dude. Got on the phone. I got in the car, got on the phone, started calling people. It was like, and that's how it was. So yeah, I don't know if I'll add this in, but I felt the I wanted to record it while I shared it with you just just to have it. That's cool. That's yeah. a cool story.